can add, uh, you know, easily a half an hour to an hour. Right. Yeah, so then it would be challenging for me if it gets closer to it gets a little later. Okay. Yeah. Safe travels. Okay, good evening, everyone. So, um, and where are you? We are, um, <laughs> that's a good question. We are um, uh, at the, the bottom line of 97B, Katani uh, Mia. Well, we can go back to the towards Toshima, five lines up. So, uh, we're in the middle of a, a very strong argument. Uh, the reason why we're in this, the question is when two converts, where one of them, um, what the mother was pregnant before she converted, and so uh, and then the baby was born after conversion, and the other one uh, was born totally after conversion. So the question is, are they related? Are they brothers? So the one, the father. Uh, when the mother, uh, when the mo the mother was uh, con con the baby was conceived, the father wasn't Jewish, so that conception came from a non-Jewish father, even though the baby was born already Jewish. Whereas the second brother, uh, where the conception was from a Jewish father, and it could even be the exact same uh, person DNA-wise, but the person who was the, the first child was conceived from a different father. So the question is. Are those two halachically brothers? Now, you're not allowed to marry your brother's wife. So could one of them uh, uh, conceivably marry that other brother's wife? So we had two opinions on this matter, and they both opinions were immediately after the, the beginning of the Gemara. They were by the uh, B'nai Yudin, that was the name of a, uh, um, uh, a maidservant, and uh, the opinions were quite strong. They, the reason why, usually you just have two opinions. Where Rabbi Akhbar Yaakov said, uh, he said that there is no, the, since they, the fathers are different, meaning one was a non-Jewish father and one was a Jewish father, and uh, they could marry each other's wives. And Rav Sheshis, he forbid it. So, um, so they, uh, the, when they brought to Rav Akhbar Yaakov Rav Sheshis' opinion, and they said, he says uh, it's forbidden. So, he, so we had those words in the Gemara. I have a different opinion. <laughs> it's just a little strong. Usually the Gemara doesn't like challenge each other that way. So, but we have two opinions here about whether these two brothers, are they related in the sense that their wives, uh, they can marry uh, the wife of one's brother. So, and the, there was a strong argument. So we, the Gemara now wants to prove it. So we're, gonna, we're at Tashma territory. Five lines from the bottom. Toshma Shnei Achim Tumim. Two twin brothers, Gerim, that both converted. Became Mishachorim, now, or freed slaves. Freed slaves are converts as well. Um, when they get freed, that's their conversion. So um, it's a little more complicated than that, but basically that's how we look at it. They were not full Jews, and then when they get their freedom, they turn into Jews. That's their moment of conversion. And they also have the halacha of Ger Shiniz Gairu Kukat and Shinola Dami, like a brand new person. So, Lochot, Simbolomi Yabman. Now, uh, they're not brothers. In this case, they're actually, both of them were born from the same non Jewish father, meaning that the case we had before was one was born before conception and one was born after. But what about if they're both born before conception? Um, and uh, so, what happens is that the non Jewish. Before conversion. Before conversion they both were conceived before conversion. So they really are not related 
uh, they both had like a non-Jewish father. So they did. They both had a non-Jewish father and they both became Jewish. And now that they're Jewish, they're not related. Because like any convert is a brand new person. Now these are twins. So uh, now if one twin brother were to die without children, the other twin brother doesn't have a mitzvah of Yibmar and they could marry their brother's wife. Uh, I mean, after the brother gets, uh, passes away or, or divorced, they could marry the brother's wife. Um, and even if they, uh, their pregnancy was without Kedusha, uh, I'm sorry, the conception, but if uh, that's if they both were before, uh, were conceived, um, if they were born before. But um, if they wanted, they were born afterwards, then they would not be able to marry the brother's wife. So, im haisa mikdusha. Now, if both of them were born afterwards, in other words, after the parents converted, so then they are total Jews. Okay, so those are the three steps, three possibilities. There's a possibility that they were conceived um, uh, beforehand, uh, the possibility they were conceived beforehand and born afterwards, and the possibility they were conceived and born afterwards. Now, Tani Mia, uh, and uh, we did learn, Ein chayav mishum that there is no, uh, uh, that they are not liable for being, uh, it's not considered their brother's wife. So, the more is actually, the, they, they could marry the woman that was married to their brother. So, but if you actually look at the words, it doesn't. It uses a funny expression. It says they're not obligated. It says there's no obligation. Doesn't that imply that it's still forbidden? Rashi, at least This would be a question on Ravacha. But Ravacha said that it's totally permitted to marry one's brother's wife uh, if they converted, the mother converted. Here we see it's forbidden midrabanim. Took a little uh, digging beneath the surface. Again, it said ein chayavin. You're not liable, which implied that, but they shouldn't marry them. So uh, this sounds like Rebacha. Um, oh, thank you. This sounds like um, uh, this sounds like Rishesh. It's not like Rebacha. So uh, it sounds like it's forbidden. So Morris said, Nah, not necessarily. Who From the words, you can't make such an inference. What we're seeing often is that people try to bring proofs. Proof has to be rock solid. So we're saying, no, nah, maybe, uh, maybe it's really not forbidden. I, why did we use that language? It's an idea. I need a boy to miss the safe. In the in the other case where it was talking about where they were obligated, here here it was there. It's talking about if they both were born afterwards, then there's a mitzvah of yibum and they're obligated. So this case they're not obligated, but uh, we just we sticking to that language. Next. Um, so basically what we're saying is, is that the children that were born, uh, that were conceived by the non-Jew, are not considered brothers of the same father. They're not considered. Why? Because their non-Jewish father didn't count, so to speak, uh, to make them related in that way as if they had a Jewish father that conceived them both. And, and that, that concept is, we have a concept that there's no father to a mitzri. So you could there, the, the example given, it always starts off in Egypt, lo Now Egypt was famous where there was no way, there was, nobody really knew who their father was uh, because they, they, they didn't, uh, 
they morally they didn't know who the uh, so you might argue that there's no such thing as two brothers because the Egyptians uh, were not careful to keep the same uh, the women were not careful to keep, to be only have their husbands so you could say that's the reason that the fathers don't count over there the stufe bezima they are full of that uh, of zima the lo yada they have no idea who their who their father is avu yada that would but what happens if you knew especially like our case of the twins, Hashinin. Uh, you would, then you would say, that, and maybe if you said that's the reason, is because we don't know the dad, by Goyim, you never really know the dad because they, they morally don't have the same concept that, uh, that, uh, um, that uh, 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 the mother is supposed to be loyal only to the father. Hmm. to be made mother versus father? In other words... They, they clearly have the same mother, right? They, right. If, you know, so here we have twins. I call me Andy's rock. We have twins, so you know that they're not only biologically brothers, but if the, if that's exactly where the Gemara is going. So the because where you have twins over here, tumim the tipa achas, it's one drop. Menechlaka over here, you know who the dads are. They're they're clearly they're identical. Um, even if they're not identical, it comes from the same. Um, that's a different point that that I hadn't considered. But I'm just saying. Right. In other words, if the mother is Jewish, the, the fact that, you know, we're talking about Mitzrayim. Right. So, but but Yibam always goes through the. Uh, um, they've got to be brothers from the father's side. Father. It has to do with inheritance and the. What's interesting is is that we're we're you know the question is about being forbidden to marry the brother's wife. That that's where the. But either way, in this case, it's the same. We know who the dad is, Victanis, and still we see. That the uh, it's it's not considered. We don't by well, we don't necessarily know who the dad is. We just know they had the same dad. Right. That's correct. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We don't, Yeah. Whoever it is, it's the same. It's the same one. Okay. That's right. Vektani Seifa, and we see over there. Lo No, we see from here. Afkere Afkere Lazara. The Torah makes their their seed of the father. The father is a sperm donor over there. It's not the same concept. It's not a uh, um, uh, dixive. Uh, again, the idea that parents are 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 um, are, uh, are dedicated to each other and each other alone—that's a Jewish idea. And the the shame of it is, is that our society is going back to you know people not being married and having kids and not knowing who the parents are, the father. You know, it's uh, but that's. Uh, but there, the Torah says that that the fathers are just not considered the same way. It's just like donkeys. You don't know who the donkey, who the dad is. It's just donkeys. So uh, that's. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the meaning of Lord Hashem? So we weren't afraid of of what? What's what's, what's the behind the scene Lord Hashem and of what? We we don't assume that they're they are. Uh, related, and therefore one cannot marry the wife of one's um, twin brother. Um, the, the, um, th- that was the question. Yeah. Let's, um, let's do the Rashi. Um, lo tema, uh, four lines up. Don't say, The whole issue is with non-Jews is you don't know who the dad is. But avua manu, who, who is my father? But if you would know, let's say the mother and father were locked up in the same cell. So there you know who the dad is. She didn't have a relation with anybody else. 
then you would say that they are brothers. The e nola bedusha, and if they were born after the conversion, the lekula meimer kakatan shenolad, and then you wouldn't have katan shenolad. Lahavi nami shir av, then you would say they're related. The havade avu, because then we know who the brother is. So we we say no. We say that even if we know for sure that it's the same non-Jewish father, at the end of the day, a non-Jewish father, the Torah doesn't consider a father in the same way. Right, and it has to be not not from birth, but back to conception. Right, that's right. The father had to be. That's right. Okay. Um, so let's move on. Tashma. So we still want to prove this question. Really, it boils down to: Is there something rabbinic that would forbid these conversion brothers? Uh, from marrying each other's wives. That's really, did the rabbis feel a need to forbid them to marry? If we say they're brand new people and they're technically not connected to each other. And so uh, if one brother was married to a woman and, and passed away or got divorced, could that other brother marry her? That was the question. It's a tashmat. Omar of Yossi Maisa bin Niftis. He's Mr. Niftis. He's a convert of the Ger. He married his brother's uh, wife's, uh, his brother's wife. And they went and brought them to the rabbis and said, Is this allowed? They said, No, that's no problem. The, um, the, uh, it's not considered a, um, uh, the, uh, the, the brother that was married, first of all, that was married as a non Jew, so that's not a problem. That's, that's not a, uh, there's no relative, um, uh, there's no relations at that state. Elagir the Kaddish, but if he did it as a convert, Hachanami lo tosik dushin. They said, Ainishis the gear. Elagir the Kaddish, Hachanami lo tosik dushin. So, do we mean to say? Once a convert converts and he, he, he marries a woman, don't you mean, wouldn't that be his wife? So what, what do we mean that a convert can't have a wife? Clearly what it means, again, the, the wording here is a, is a little funny. That's why the more is trying to infer from it. Clearly what it means is, is that, the, uh, that the, um, when, since they, um, they don't have the same Jewish father, Therefore, if one, and they, when they convert, they're like a new person. So therefore, their what their brother's wife wouldn't be forbidden to them. My love isn't the case. The nusfa'akashugir. Even if the brother married the uh, the woman when she was um, after he converted. So this is a proof uh, to Rav that it's totally permitted to marry one's brother's. The two converts can marry a brother's wife. Uh, so Lamar said, no, it's not a proof. Maybe that case was Maybe that was a brother's wife when he was a Shegut still. So Lamar said, So of course you could marry his wife. He's not connected to that. The fact that his brother, when she was, uh, was a Shegut, was married to a woman, that's not his brother's wife. So Lamar said, no, that's still even there. Well, it looks like a, it looks like a brother's wife, so maybe there's a rabbinic decree out to shugir kamash malan that we don't, but we still don't know. Would we forbid the wife of a uh, of two brothers when after they converted? So that's going to be the question. So tashma, we've got to bring a uh, since that case may have been talking about the wife of a brother before he was Jewish. That doesn't help us. 
we want to know after they convert and they're both Jewish, would it be forbidden to marry one's brother's fellow convert's wife? So Tashma. So Omar Yossi, the Omar Ben Yasin. Ben Yasin Shilati Hayam. I once traveled over the seas. You travel over the seas, you see things you don't see at home. That's why you travel. Some people like to try to see interesting stuff. So what did he find over there? I found over there I found that there was a convert that married his brother, his brother from his mother's side's uh, uh, wife. So Martillo, I said to him, Bini, me here, Sheikh. He said, I assume that it was either a divorce. Yeah, either a divorce or a death, right? Mm-hmm. So then, so then what's the problem? If it's after the death, then what's the problem at all? Uh, he's related to it. Those are two brothers. The two brothers yeah. were... Um, um, so that's really going to be what the Gemara is going to have to analyze like we did before. When were they... Um, did they convert... Uh, did they convert before or were they brothers after conversion? Uh, the assumption here is they were brothers after conversion. In other words, even though they were, um, they they uh, they um, they even though they both are Jewish today, one of them married his brother convert's uh, uh, ex uh, ex wife, and normally you can't marry your brother's wife, so it must be that it's okay. Like uh, that uh, that's a proof to Rev Akabar Yaakov that. One can marry uh, the fellow converts. They're not considered brothers in that way, even though they're from the same mother. So I, he said to him, he said, My son, me, who, 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 who is the rabbi who permitted this? Um, he said, Well, um, he's got seven kids already, but uh, these, uh, there's a woman and her seven sons. He says, On this bench, the great Rebbe Kiva came to our city. And he said two halachas. He said, He said, number one, we had a pretty good rabbi who permitted this. This came from Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva permitted a convert uh, to marry uh, his half-brother from his mother's side's wife. And he said another thing. What is that? The, the, um, in Yonah, it says that the word of Hashem came to him a second time. Now, we can count. Uh, we know that in, in, in uh, the... Parsha of Yonah that Hashem spoke to him once and Hashem came to him again. So why does it have to say the word again? Lamor is coming to tell you. He only spoke to him twice, not three times. Um, there's an idea that he was punished. Uh, he didn't listen to Hashem. He tried to run away. So Hashem didn't. didn't uh, he talked to him again, but not three times. But anyway, Tanimia. But but that's not. Um, they all ask what these two halachas have to do with each other. That's the interesting question. That, in other words, when somebody picks two random things to, to teach about, what's the connection between Yonah and a convert? So um, I saw there's an idea that uh, the people of Nineveh, it was decreed they'd be destroyed. So, and Yonah was a truthful prophet. So why weren't they, wasn't Yonah a liar? They weren't destroyed. And the answer is that when a person does tshuva, they're a new person. Uh, the, the um, I think the, um, the Rambam says it's like it's, it's like a person who's just born. He's born again. Like that's the, there's this idea when you do tshuva, you're a new person. So it's very similar to a convert that he's like a new person. What what's the reason a convert can marry his fellow converts uh, who is his brother's wife? Uh, because he's a new person. So that's the that the idea of people of Ninba became like new people.
That's the pshat that they say. But anyway, back to tomorrow. So it's pretty good. We got Rivi Kiva's uh, story that Rivi Kiva held like uh, that it's okay to, for a, a fellow converts to marry bro- convert brothers to marry their wives. My love and us the Akiv Shugir, and um, this was the the brother married him uh, even after he converted. So uh, even in other words, they this was the his fellow brother. Um, uh, even after the brother was married to the woman, even after he converted. One second. If they both converted already and he was married to her, then he... Because they're not brothers, that's the thing. Because they're not, they're not brothers right. because they're... So, so you see from there the proof that it's okay. The more not, maybe the Nascashov Chachavim. Maybe this was the old wife when he was a Shagans. So, so of course, again, we've had that until now. Of course they're... Whatever happened before conversion, it's, it's, I, there's no debate about that, that whatever relations they had, whatever wives they had before conversion, that the person wouldn't be bound to that after conversion when they're a brand new person. So you might have thought that we even, we don't like anything that looks like marrying a relative. Kamash Malan, that we don't. Okay. Um, so now we have a different question. So uh, basically, we were uh, the rabbi was getting ready to forbid his wife to him. He said, "You're married to your brother's wife. Who told you that?" So this is getting very nerve wracking. Meaning that it, you know sometimes you have somebody that's not happy with something, and uh, especially if they're more learned than you, uh, that could cause a lot of trouble. So uh, this rabbi was questioning his right to be married to his wife. He's got seven kids sitting there, so this is very dangerous. So it's very convenient for him to say, oh, no problem. Rabbi Kiva said this was okay. Try to argue with that. <laughs> you know, so in the old days, you know, if you disagree with the rabbi, he said, you know, he would say, oh, Ramosha, Ramosha said, like, in the, when I, I was taught early on, like, if you, um, we would try to get Rav David Feinstein, that's all, uh, to ask a question to, because if you would pick another rabbi, somebody, a rabbi might argue with you. But if you went to Rav David Zatal, like, then there was no argument. You know, that was like you went to the highest, you know, at least in the American rabbinate, that was like you went to the top, nobody was going to blow you away. So he went to Rivi Kiva. But the problem is, how do you know it's true that he went to Rivi Kiva? We have a famous rule that if he told you the halacha before he was threatened with messing up his family and his whole life, then we believe him. But if a person conveniently quotes somebody at the moment where it's needed, that is a proof. Where do we see that? Are they believe? Any Talmud Chacham who brings who paskins the halacha and he brings a, a proof to it. Im kodem ma'isa omro if he tells it to us before the action, before the pressure. So we listen to it. Of course we believe. He's Talmud Chacham. He tells Rebbe Kiva said it. Why not? Im lav. But if he brings it very conveniently, as soon as we challenge him, who told you you could do that? He says, Oh, Rebbe Kiva. And we don't listen to him. So how, how do we accept this story over here where we're about to mess up his family and say, you're not allowed to marry your brothers. Well, you better get divorced. Tell the babies that, that they're going to lose their mother, you know. So, uh, so first of all, who said that was the first time he taught it? Maybe he taught that halacha before. Um, just ask the other students in the base medrash. And he, it wasn't brought conveniently just at that time. Or, or the, the way he said it, um, that this happened earlier. He said there's a woman and her seven sons. That's a proof that he taught it earlier. Rashi, 
That proves that this wasn't the first time he said that uh, because uh, the people were doing it. Or um, He quoted something else with it. He told the whole story of Yonah. So he, he said over the shear. He didn't just say, um, don't, you know, don't challenge me and my wife because I, well, Rebbe Kiva said like me. Yeah, he shir- said, Rebbe Kiva said a whole shear and this was part of the shear. Right, the shear could have happened though after he <laughs> met this guy with the... With the <laughs> so I guess to say he inserted it in the yeah. shear that we don't suspect. If it was part of the whole story of Yonah, so that proves that he didn't make up just the ruling to back himself up. Yeah. Um, I, sometimes it sounds very hard to believe that a person would make up that a great rabbi agrees with them uh, just to prove that they're right. How do we accuse a person of that? I, people sometimes don't even realize that when they are so convinced that they're right and that there's some rabbi that agrees with them, they just don't always remember which one. Um, I, I told you that I've, I've had chefs tell me that when I told them they're wrong, they say, Rabbi Stein told me it was okay. You know, that was just, a, it's not it's a funny proof, but it's just, how can they think so? Well, they didn't realize I was Rabbi Stein. But they, they were so sure they were right in their, I don't believe that they were like, well, they were, we were probably total liars. But, they, uh, but there are people that just in their mind, if they're doing it, it must be that's the right way. And it must be that these rabbis agree with them. And so they'll even talk that way. It's, uh, subconsciously, I think people uh, are convinced that, that they're right. And, uh, and that, of course, the, the, the other rabbi must say like them. But anyway, uh, so now the more gets to the story. Uh, Omar Mar, what was that story? And so now the more just wants to deal with the rest of the shear. So we, we thought we had a proof. We don't have a proof from that story. But what was the rest of the story? What was the deal there with Yonah? There's another place in Tanakh where it seems like Yonah kept busy, that he had other jobs to do. This is, this is not over there in the book. This is in Malachim. It mentions that Yonah said other nevuah. So you see that Hashem spoke to him again. Yeah, but that could have been before. Um... So it should be of the Yonah ben Hanavi. Um, could that have been before? Um, I mean, before that whole Linda story. No, I think it was. It was uh, time-wise. It, I think it was afterwards, or they knew it was afterwards. Uh, you're asking how we know. I don't know, but I, I guess the assumption is that this was took place I mean, later. I'm spoiled. I, I, the little Navi that I learned was to you go to Malachim and then you get to Yonah. No. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah. So like, what do I know? Um, yeah, so I, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that, we, that somehow we knew that was afterwards. Mm-hmm. Assuming it was afterwards, so you see, the, um, you see that uh, he, he did, it wasn't it. The question was, was Yonah fired? You know, Hashem said, finish this job, I'll give you one more nevuah, and then you're done. I'm not dealing with you, you tried to run away from me. Was Yonah fired? So you see from here he wasn't fired because he said this big nevuah. So w- one answer is, Omer Vina Iskanin he says, uh, no, this actually was the old, it was part of his old job. This, this prophecy was uh, connected to what happened with Nineveh. It actually wasn't a direct quote from Yonah, but it was, Just like we had a bad decree that turned good, but it wasn't a direct Nevoah from Yonah. 
and really Yonah did get fired. So uh, that's, uh, the, therefore, that's uh, not a question. So again, there were two answers to that question. One answer is it was included. Either way, it's not a proof that Yonah got an additional prophecy. Either that was from that prophecy or it was a similarity to the prophecy. But it doesn't mean there was a, Hashem spoke to him another time. Tashma. Back to the drawing board. So we're exactly at the same place we were when we started uh, 40 minutes ago. <laughs> we were at Tashma territory. It can a person, it can a convert marry their brother's wife? Or, or because even though they, uh, the father was, uh, was a non-Jew and therefore he's not related to his fellow brother in that way, is there some kind of rabbinic decree that would forbid it or not? And we had two opinions, who's right? So Tashma. So Ger, You have a convert that was born after the mother converted. Vahorasa Shalov And uh, they, but the conception was not in holiness. It was whilst they were still non-Jewish. They have mother's relatives because they're born from the mother. They don't have father's relatives because uh, as far as the father, they were brand new. Um, they, can, uh, they can marry their sister from... If they marry their sister from their mother's side, Yotzi, that's forbidden. Uh, but if they marry the sister from the father's side, Yikayim. If they marry the sister of the father from the mother's side, the aunt, uh, they have to leave Minav on the father's side. If it's from the mother's side, forget it. They can't stay married. And it, all other things are permitted to them uh, from their previous uh, um, uh, non-Jewishness. So, la suyemai, what are we coming to include? Eishis muteres la eishis av, even including their father's wife. No si'ishu bita, what happens if they married a mother and a daughter? Konis achasuma, they can only stick with one. They shouldn't marry them. Mesa Ishto, if his mother, uh, his wife dies, Mutabakamosa, he can marry the the wife's mother. Uh the Ikaditani, as some people say, no, he's not allowed to marry the wife's mother. Again, these are uh the rules of a convert. But what do we see? He's allowed to marry his what his brother's wife. My love isn't the case, the Nasik Akiv Shuger that this was the brother married the woman after he converted, and we have a proof, um, uh, not like uh, Roshashis, that a person's allowed to marry one's brother's wife, uh, even after they converted, because they're not related. So that's a slam dunk. So Morris says, no, that's not a proof. Maybe the case was, the Nashu of Chachavim. He's talking about marrying a brother's wife when, it was, when he was a Shegetz. So Morris said, Mila Mamer, then it's obvious. No, I would have thought even that's forbidden. We don't know what future generations forbid rabbinically. We, we're, we're talking about at, the, uh, at that stage in time. So there, it could be that they even forbid relatives from when they were non-Jewish. Because we, we don't like people marrying relatives. People get the wrong idea. Then, you know, it looks like relatives. It smells like relatives. We say, well, a convert's a new person. But uh, it still looks funny. Okay, so the bottom line is that proof is the dust. Omar Mar, no si'ishu bita. We learned before that if he married a mother and daughter, um, so 
again, the, the uh, so we said konis achas he can keep one lechatilo, but he shouldn't do it. So hashta afuke mafik. It's kind of obvious that if we make him divorce one wife lechatilo, me boy, obviously he can't do it lechatilo. Why do we say it that way? Hasam koiv hakikomer. This is what it's referring to. Hakta amrabani yekayim lechatilo. Even though the rabbi said he could stay married lechatilo he ideally shouldn't choose that that pattern. It looks like relatives. Mesa ishto, but if his wife died, we said he could marry his mother-in-law. Some people say it's forbidden. This had to do with that argument about mother-in-laws. The one who said it's forbidden, that's like Rabbi The mother-in-law stays forbidden just like the sisters, um, uh, well, just like other relatives stay forbidden. The question is this, are you not allowed to marry your mother-in-law because you're married to your wife and your wife won't like it or she won't like it, but once the wife dies, go ahead, just like the sister, or is it not connected in the same way? The Gabeger goes to Be'i and so therefore a convert would be the same. Mandashari, the one that holds this permitted, it's a little bit weaker. It's not as forbidden. The Gabeger goes to Be'i it's, again, it's an interesting concept. How, how do you say it became less? In what way? Is it not Bikaris? Or it's, uh, um, we're saying that the mother-in-law's, uh, the, the forbiddenness of the mother-in-law's changed. Um, let's just do Rashi, by the way, on the case of the mother-daughter. Nasi Ishu Bita. It's about 10 lines down. Agir uh, Diyama. It's referring to a convert. Ishu Bita. He married a mother and daughter, when he was not Jewish. They, they're okay with that. But this guy, and they all converted together. Now, um, that has to be the case. That's the way Rashi learned the case. I, I didn't go into it. I was waiting for Rashi. Now, why don't we learn the case that uh, he was born uh, the uh, holy, he can't marry a mother and daughter. Uh, well, Maybe he's marrying a mother and daughter who both were converts. Rashi says that can't be the case. They're less the korva because they're not a mother and daughter anymore. Both both are are new babies. The kikat and shenoa dami, nami. A Jew could also marry a mother and daughter converts. If a mother and daughter convert and a Jewish person wants to marry them, they can marry a mother. They're not related. They're not. They're not a mother and daughter. They're not. Uh, they're new people. There's the idea, again, when a person gets a neshama, a new soul, that's who they are, is that soul. Whatever their body is, forget that. It's their neshama. They're new neshamas. They're not connected. Okay, new Mishnah. It was an interesting Rashi. Uh, That's why I didn't want to explain too much earlier, um, because, again, that's the way Rashi learned the case of marrying the mother-daughter. Okay, new Mishnah. It's really, it's almost like a throwback to the beginning of the Mesechtas, some of the cases. All right, uh, in the old days, they didn't have DNA, so uh, the, the babies were all bo- uh, put together, and the nurses mixed them all up. You have five women, and all the babies get mixed up. So we don't really know, and they all look alike. Uh, contrary to, con- you know, that uh, if babies all look alike. They're very similar, especially if you have a whole bunch of Jewish babies, right? You know, they all look alike. So what do you do? You don't really know who the parents are. You, well, you know that they're, they're all Jewish parents, but they're all mixed up. So, Higdilu Ataruvas, and now they grow up, and people get married, and then they die. Uh, and uh, the question is, uh, 
can their brothers give their wife Ibam? But they're not sure that this is their brother because their brother might be one of the uh, other four uh, mothers that got, four kids that got switched. So, Arbu Chotzen Lacha, so four of the brothers from all four families will give Chalitza to this one woman, and then the fifth one could do Yibam. Now, how can he do Yibam? If he's the real brother that's supposed to do Yibam, he could do Yibam. And if he's not the real brother, uh, then this woman already got a permit to marry, uh, she already got her Chalitza. So then he's, 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 just, he, uh, uh, he's just a non-brother marrying her, but no harm done. But at least it's a possibility of Yibam. The, uh, the greatness of a mitzvah is such that even a one in five chance is worth it to do uh, to potentially do a yibum. That's just an interesting concept. Okay. Uh, uh, now, after one is, is uh, done, if there's another wife, so three would give chalitza and one would do yibum. Nimsu arba chalitzas for yibum Each wife will get four chalitzas and one yibum per customer. It's really a bad mix up over here with the five. So let's see the Gemara. What's the order here? The dafka miklik yivume. The chalitzas need to happen first. But if one brother, one of these five, would do yibam first and say, well, you could get the chalitzas later, that would be a problem. The paga Because this woman might be uh, a stranger to him, and he might be marrying a woman who's waiting for yibam. So by letting the woman get the four chalitzas first, that solves all the problems. Um, just like when it's he uh, and the three brothers together, uh, we don't say one brother should do yibam to all of them. Um, you know what? We will we'll stop here in this case. We'll leave this case for tomorrow. We'll have some something fun to do. Okay, have a great day, everybody.